Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 51 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever gonna break it down. This episode, I have the BFF, the homie, Kenny. He's on, um, surprisingly, he gets super personal. <laughs> and he shares his experience with getting snipped. Yep, that kind of snipped. <laughs> so any fellas listening and you're curious about what that's like, keep on listening. And also in this episode, we chat about Bruno Mars on the run to OJ Simpson. Yeah, that nigga. Uh, so we do all that later in the episode. So keep listening. Uh, now it's time for Boonie's Pick of the Week. And I think this week, my pick is accountability partners. They're amazing. You love them. We all need them. And in season two of the Booty Breakdown podcast, I made an announcement um, that I wanted you guys to be my accountability partners in order for me to do a live podcast show. And you guys kept hounding me. I got the DMs. You know, I got a few emails, some comments. Uh, when is this happening? When is this happening? And so I am so excited. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've already know this news. I dropped it on Friday that the Boonie Breakdown Live will be happening on June 23rd. So that's um, Saturday, June 23rd, 2018 in Baltimore, Maryland. So mark your calendars now. Save the date. Hold that date for Booney. You have a date, a live date with Booney. So I'm really excited about the show. I told you guys I was super scared. And all of you guys who have been rooting for this and pushing for this, being those great accountability partners, um, told me, what the fuck are you scared for? Just do the fucking show. And so I went, picked the location, signed the contract, and I'm telling you guys to save the date. Hopefully, tickets will go on sale by the end of March. So, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be all local people. But it would be cool if people who are close enough, if you want to do a little road trip, it'll be summertime in Baltimore. Come get some crabs, you know, hang out, and you get to have a drink with me. So, I'm excited for that. And just stay tuned um, for more information on the Booney Breakdown Live. All right. And for housekeeping, I know episode 50, the downloads are still going through the roof. It's a great episode where I had Sonia Lewis, the student loan doctor. And you guys are fucking funny. Like the feedback that you sent in for this episode was great. Um, I told you I had questions for her. My student loans literally make me sick. My plan of attack was always to never pay them back. Right. And so listening to that, she scared me because it's like, look, Bitch, you're going to have to pay these back. So I need to make a plan. And so that seems like it kind of, you know, jump-started a few of you to make a plan on how to get rid of this uh, dreaded burden. And I've always said, like, financing my master's was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Literally, I think if I ever smoked crack or was a crackhead, like, literally, nothing compares to financing that fucking master's degree. Dumbest thing I've ever done. So if you're in a master's program or you're thinking about getting a master's program, I highly encourage you to find someone <laughs> who will pay for it, do some scholarships, but do not fucking take out loans for that motherfucker. All right. You guys know the deal. I keep and I love those of you who love to go on to Apple Podcasts. Hit those five stars and leave a rating. Love, love, love you that do that. Um, and if you haven't done it yet, 
Would you consider doing that for Booney? Do it for your girl. I appreciate it. You guys know to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, The Booney Breakdown. You can follow me on Twitter, just Booney Breakdown. Um, and tell a friend, you know, go ahead and share it in your Instagram story. Uh, the show only, you know, I can only be responsible for so much of the growth of the show, right? And so when you guys share it and you put your stamp of approval on it to your network somebody else might be like oh let me check that out and that's how we get a lot of the growth and how the word spreads about how dope the booty breakdown is so thank you guys remember you can use the hashtag the booty breakdown or hashtag pod in p-o-d-i-n when you're listening to the episodes so that is it for me guys so let's get ready to break it down Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and I have the best friend, the homie. Hey, Kenny. What it do? What's so, going on? I, I just can't call you KG no more. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can. I mean, maybe people have recognized me as being that. Um, or maybe people don't even have a clue who I am still because they don't really care. But <laughs> you know, no, I think some people do care because I got a message from somebody and they said, how come I don't tag you on social media? And I'll be trying to respect your privacy to some degree. But yeah, you know, I know how you are. Yeah. Listen, you haven't even put, I don't, I don't even get a picture on your Instagram feed when you <laughs> guest. I don't. You don't, you get the generic, the generic <laughs> image. Everybody, everybody else gets a headshot you know, a background story, whatever. I get nothing, which is fine. I am. Look, you can send me a headshot and I can, I can do it. Or I could like take a throwback picture of us from prom or something and like make that that? as the image. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care that much. (laughs) I don't even know if people know, like I've known this man since 1995. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It really has, and you haven't gotten sick of me yet, so. No, most people do, but I am. I am <laughs> you survived. I do. You are my longest running best friend by a year. Boom. There we I'll go. even say two years because the other one, I can't even say her first year. She really liked me, so. I win. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I don't get a picture because I get everything else. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. So how's life? It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. It has been. It has been. Um, life is good. You know, you know, life changes. Life stops. Um, you know, you had to, had to put an end to some things. So, you know, I'm back up, fully recuperated. And, uh, you know, now, I'm, you know, I'm back here. So... <laughs> I don't know if people got that cryptic message, <laughs> but I had asked uh, Kenny if he minded sharing something personal with you guys because it's something that we don't hear. We hear people joke about it and men don't really talk about it. So Kenny just got a fucking vasectomy, Whew. which I think is amazing because you always hear about women getting their tubes tied and you never hear about men actually doing the snip snip. Yeah. So how was it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
it's not as bad as most people portray it to be. Um, so like, obviously for me, like I'm thinking like, oh my God, this is going to make things not work. They're going to mess something up. I'm going to be like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be messed up for the rest of my life. But, you know, it, 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 it is a very um, simple procedure that um, you, for most people, are in and out in an hour, and it takes about 20 minutes. Um, That's it? Often. Yeah. So mine took a little bit longer. Um, mine took about an hour. Oh, wow. Um, but for most people, um, they are sitting in, like you go into your regular doctor, and they're sitting there for like 20 minutes. Um they give you a little volume beforehand just to relax you. And then they do uh, the, for most people, they do the local anesthesia. And um, you don't even go under? No, I went under, but 95% of people don't have to go under. So they just bring you in a room. Um, they, there's a small incision on both sides. They go in, make a quick cut, make a quick cut. And um, that's the end of it. So, <laughs> why, yeah. did you, why did you want to have one? Because you have the most adorable. My little nephews are so adorable. You didn't want any more kids. So, I mean, we had there's we already had two. So most people are like, all right, yeah. Um, you know, they try to get the boy and the girl, and then they're like, all right, this is perfect. We're done. Blah 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 blah. Um, we had two boys. Um, and they are adorable. Don't get me wrong. They're and they're twins. <laughs> they are twins. Um, you know, we have twins. So, you know, to think we're doing a lot right now with going through two at the same time, um, they have different personalities and dealing with all those things, um, to think like, okay, they're about to be three. Would you want to start back up again? Having... <laughs> um and so when you think about that it's like uh no no you you don't want to go through that so um and I, I always wanted a girl but would it have been worth me having a third child to take a risk to have a girl no yes <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> um, what if you had twin girls how exactly. amazing would that be that's the and that's the other issue is that <laughs> <laughs> so doctors always say that like you're if you have twins you're more prone like you're more likely to have twins again than a normal individual like a normal individual that had a, a singleton so um you take all those things in, in into consideration and um yeah, at that point, you're just like, no, I can't. Like, if I had four kids, I probably would lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'm fine with two. Like, they're fine. I can deal with them. I'm with them all the time. You know, you deal with the normal toddler things. But other than that, like, it's a, it's a, Good but that is true though, because like if you have four kids, you have to get like a new house. You would have, you to, have get to get a new car. car. You definitely get in a minivan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have and a minivan, with, and even with three, like 
say if it would have been, say if we would have had three and the third one would have been a girl, like you could have made it work, but you, you wouldn't have had that extra room just laying around that, you know, do whatever you want with like everything is occupied. So then you're thinking like, okay, do you have to get another house at that point? Again, these are all the things that, that were taken into consideration. Um, and also, uh, my wife had no interest in even thinking about having another child. <laughs> um, so um, with all of that, it, it, it was the easiest decision. So, I mean, that's fair enough, but it would have been nice for you to have a little girl. It would have. Um, but when I realized that it was a, it wasn't that hard of a procedure, I just was like, you know what, whatever. Um, and I had talked about it for a while, like right, right when we had the twins, I was just like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go get it. Cause it's not happening. And then time went by and then I completely forgot about it. And then, um, I was just like, you know, let's go ahead and so and did then, your wife have to convince you at all? Or you were just like, you know? No, it wasn't It wasn't like a convincing thing. Like I had offered okay. um, initially. And then I went, one of my frat brothers that I'm pretty close with, he has two children and he got one done. And he told me about, you know, how easy it was and like the recuperation. Like you just got, you know, you got to sit in the bed. Um, you know. <laughs> most of the weekend um and then you know by that monday you're back to normal um so was that your like recuperation process too so unfortunately it wasn't just because i'm kind of hard-headed and um my kids tend to harass me so um i wanted to play with them a little bit and um they obviously wanted to play with me uh so there were times that they tell you on that first 24 hours that you're just supposed to do nothing. You're supposed to sit in the bed, call it a day. I really couldn't do that, even though I should have. Um, so that probably made the swelling worse. Yeah. Mm. Probably took a little bit longer. So like for me, I went back to work on Monday, but I was still in pain. Um, so me probably being a little hard headed kind of messed that up. But for most people, if you follow the directions, you're you're good to go. Yeah, you're good to go. So, and, and was your wife so appreciative that you did this for her? Um, or no, she didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if um, I don't know if women are like, yeah, you know, you went through that. Thank you so much. When they went through childbirth, fair so, enough. Fair enough. You know, it's like, all right, shut up. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I was like looking for that appreciation, like say thank you so much. Now we don't have to worry about anything. Um it, you know, it's all over. Boom. Um more that, you know, it was just like that was the easier decision. Cause I think this is if I'm not mistaken, I don't know too much about it, but I feel like a vasectomy is a lot easier than getting your tube shot. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. So that's why I figured like she might be like, Thank you for you doing it because I yeah. put or I carried these babies and did all that work. So it's the I'll least you could I'll, I'll bring it up to her and, and see if she's thankful. I'm, I'm <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably not. 
Well, so. yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm glad you did it though. Well, no, no, because you should have had a girl because I don't know why you have your hopes on me that I'll have any children, but, um, somebody around here is going to have another girl. I don't know who, um, I have my goddaughter already. Um, but I, she's in Pittsburgh. So I need one that's like local right here that I can spoil as well. Well, so that may be you. That's what we're pushing <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> new things, 2018. Let's make it happen. And maybe not even, you know, you may not give me that this year, but let's say, let's make that a three-year plan. <laughs> I'm like, you trying to get me a baby. I would have to get pregnant this weekend. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to take one for the team. <laughs> I literally Listen. would have to get knocked up this weekend. And, and which means I, it would be a random stranger, which means it's probably be the second dumbest thing I've done in my life. Well, no, because you can have a child because you can bring the child over here every weekend. You know what I mean? So you can still have <laughs> and you can bring the child over here and we can play. Look, 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 look. I want all of y'all to be my witnesses that if I ever give birth to a child that you heard this man my best friend of 20 something years say that i can drop my kid off there <laughs> every damn weekend and listen i enjoy children um obviously because i play with mine and we have fun every day um but you know i won't mind as long as it's not mine that I, I, you know, I have another child over here all the time. I'm like, that's fine. They can come visit. You know, they can come whenever they want to. They can play with the boys. They can eat my food, whatever. Uh, this is like glorious. I will always take you up on this. I think I still have a tweet saved where you said if I ever had kids, I know I have it screenshotted in my favorites, that if I ever had kids, and still wanted to do all of my international travel that you would watch yeah. them for five days. I, I sure would. And I love you for that offer because if I ever do have kids, I'm definitely taking you up on that shit. <laughs> now, now did, we, did we did I specify that it is only in play if it's a girl? No. I don't I don't know if you said the sex made a difference. Okay. Well, it's already in the heavens that you're gonna have a girl, so we don't. We, we only have. And to I'm honest. Like, if I did have a kid, I would probably only have one, and I would hope that it would be a girl. Honestly. See, and you, you know, you have the patience to do hair and all that other stuff. I mean, you're not really girly. No, but... not at all. <laughs> but then I have another friend that I can get that girly influence from. Exactly. But if I did have a girl I would either have to shave my head off my hair off or get locks because I couldn't do both sets of hair like I have a lot of hair and so it would be probable that that little girl would have a lot of hair too probably you're, you're probably right so get prepared to see bald Adrian hey, listen. <laughs> but anyway if any of the guys any of the guys that are listening um, you know, if you have kids and you like, you know, I don't want to have any more, but then you're out there shooting up the club, taking risks. Oh my. Go, just go to the doctors, 
and get it taken care of. Plus, Maryland has added vasectomies to the list of birth control. Oh, so you didn't have to pay? No. <gasps> oh, I was just about Not to ask you that. Like, how much did it cost you? But you didn't have nope, to pay nothing. I was in and out of there. They asked for my insurance information, and then they didn't ask for nothing else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nope. It is. It is covered. I think it is covered just like birth control for females now in Maryland. Oh, so, so guys here, you don't even have an excuse. Like, go get that. There's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason not to go if you, uh, if you know that you don't want to have kids again and that you are done, um, go ahead and get it done. Might but as well. even if you're not in a marriage or a long-term relationship and you do get the snip snip and you like shooting up the club, you can still pass on STDs. So please be safe. There we go. Yeah. You. <laughs> that is my PSA. <laughs> Don't be out here like, yeah, I can't have no babies, but you giving everybody gonorrhea. That's not yeah. cool either. That that isn't cool. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Well, thank you for sharing that. Getting hey, a little no personal. No, I do. I do it. think more men should get vasectomies. It's just so much easier. Well, I will say that I've talked to. I have two guys now that are going to get theirs as well. Because mm, you're uh, converting people. You know, listen, listen. As long as people know that it's not like super invasive. And it's really quick procedure. That's all that matters. I think people worry about like you not being able to work down there anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that 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 doesn't come into play. Oh, and before so. before we move on, like, what if your wife got pregnant after this vasectomy? Like, what would you do? Would you so see the doctor? <laughs> No, 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 no. So they, 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 they prep you on all of this. So in like after what is it, twelve weeks or so, you have to go. You go back, and they test you to make sure that there's all blanks coming out of there. Oh, yeah. So yeah, after the first procedure, like you're not like in the clear. So they tell you to con- um, continue with. Um, whatever you know, whatever form of birth control that you have been using prior to this, until you get tested after three months or whatever, uh, to make sure that you're in the clear. Got it. I like that. I had no idea about that. Yeah, because I think you know people just go back out there. Well, prior, I don't know how they used to tell people before, but uh, prior, you know, I've heard um, of people, you know, going to get a vasectomy and then you know having a kid pop up. Um, so no, they tell you now it's like, it's written on like every piece of paper that they give you, (laughs) like continue continue with your form of birth control. Um, you know, the way that you've been doing things prior to this to, you know, avoid procreating and, you know, after 12 weeks, you can come back make sure you're good to go and then you can make changes. Love it. Yeah. So now within these 12 weeks, if something happens, I'll come back on this podcast and cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I, I am willing, I'm willing to come and have a breakdown on the boonie breakdown. Uh, <laughs> that, that is exactly what would happen. I think that's fair I, enough. And uh, yeah. we will follow up. I will follow up on this in 12 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. We got, we got another, we got another 10 weeks. Ten weeks ago. Or so. you know what you could do it on at the Boonie Breakdown Live Show. You could do it in That's front of everyone. Slightly extreme. <laughs> One man show. <laughs> we could put your ass on Broadway and get you a Tony and some shit. There you go. I, you know, I'll sit down, especially especially if something was to happen in the next twelve weeks. Oh yeah, I, I could I could put on the show. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could give you a show. I it's, love uh, it. I love it. Okay. Well, yay! Congratulations on ending your. <laughs> Isn't that crazy Ooh. that like you're you just like literally said that you're done? Like you're never procreating again. Like you've done yeah. your lot on earth and that's it. Yeah. And I mean, if I did, if I ever like changed my, like I would never change my mind just based off of the cost of having a reversal done. Mm. So it was like a decision that you, you have to stick, stick through. Um, and I didn't like, I didn't save any or freeze, you know, I didn't freeze anything. Um, so this is it. That was it. Yeah. Reversal. I looked online and said it could be from like six thousand to like ten thousand. Oh, and your cheap ass, you ain't never reversing this shit. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> this one's done. It's over. Fair enough. Well, thank you for your contribution to the world with the two most adorable little boys ever. And you, you did a job well done. So Hey, I provided something to the world. That's all that matters. You did. Good job. So, okay, I want to move on because most of you guys, I don't know, a few of you might follow uh, Kenny on Twitter and you or you follow me where I've retweeted him. And you know that he is in the Bruno Mars hive. I don't know. What do they call you guys? Do you guys have like a hive? Like I'm in the We're the hooligan. Oh, I didn't know that. So Kenny is a hooligan. (laughs) He stands for Bruno Mars. And I I swear this week, every single thing, I don't even know how this came up in the topic cycle again about Bruno Mars being a cultural appropriator. Because this idiot of a person put up this, this, this video going out saying like how, you know, uh, again, Bruno is like a cultural appropriator. And then the person was going to MJ in the video, too. I just couldn't really listen. Um, but it was basically, you know, the same crap of like uh, Bruno is, you know, stealing from black culture. And, and some people were saying that like Bruno was like saying that he was black. And like I, I, I didn't understand because I've never <laughs> Bruno say that he was black or like try to insinuate that he's black. Um, I've only seen Bruno like give props to black culture um, and the people that have influenced him. That's what I was going to say. Like even when he won the Grammy, he like thanked like, you know, Babyface and Jimmy Jam. Like 
I've never not heard him say like I created this new genre. It was like these are the people who influenced me and I love their work and yeah. I I I, yeah, I just like, don't get it. Like and I, I think like the people that are saying this, like maybe they haven't listened to Bruno's work prior to this, but like Bruno has evolved his style. So like different albums have different sounds, um, different things. So like Bruno hasn't been like copying um, New Jack Swing and his other, you know, his other projects. Like that sound wasn't even there. Um, that was just the vibe that he got for this album. So he went at it. And I think people are mad that like he won a Grammy still when like his album was perfect. It, it like was, it was not. It, it was the perf- the most perfect album it was curated right it was i do wish it was lo- a little longer but it was nine songs perfect and even in the album of the year thing like he wasn't the only one who won a grammy t-pain got a grammy yeah. um james fauntleroy like all these other black artists got grammys off of that win too yeah so it's like okay you know what what do you want from people like like, do you want people to never appreciate other styles and try to make that music? Are you mad because Bruno's Puerto Rican and, you know, his dad has had to like, like what things are upsetting these folks about it? And it, like, it's an art, like it's music. Like we act like people haven't been influenced by sounds like black people are influenced by other black people sound. I don't know the whole thing of cultural appropriation. I understand it, but I feel like it's gotten this like generic term at this point in time. Like, but then even like I was reading an article and I want to say it was on Vulture maybe. And somebody made up the point, like if we're going to start doing this with Bruno, then we need to look at ourselves too, because they mentioned like, other people who've t- done songs that had a Latin sound or Wu Tang yeah. Clang and their whole kung fu cinema shit, like yeah, like, <laughs> so like I, I mean, are are the people that have those uh, you know Chinese tattoos on their arm are they cultural appropriators? Like I don't know, um, is that what we want to call it? And I do, I, and I'm not saying like I do think the argument is valid. Like, there are people who culturally appropriate. Molly Cyrus, for one. Like, she wore it like a costume. Now she did whatever. Now she's back on her white girl country sees. <laughs> so I think it's fair to say there when you just use it for games. But I just don't think Bruno Mars is the example people should use to die on that hill. No. And it's like, cool. Like, you want, like, people were saying, like, Hey, if he's going to make this type of music, he needs to be out here, um, you know, fighting for Black Lives Matter. And, um, you know, if he's going to if he's going to do these type of things, why isn't he doing other things for black people? And I'm like, "Eh, what? I don't get it. Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, we're making music here and he's making music that. White and black people. Are appreciating. Um. I don't know. It's just people are people look for things to fuss about at this point in time. And for me, like, hey, Bruno has been the only person that's come out and been like, hey, we got the Super Bowl next year in Atlanta. We need to have 
Goody Mob, we need to have Outkast, we need to have Luda, we need to have T.I., we need to have Jeezy. Like, those people need to be up there for the Super Bowl halftime performance and not your lily white people. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Like, we're... I I get even... I will use that more so for the argument of even like Justin Timberlake with that bullshit ass Prince hologram he used. Like, yeah, I, 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 it's so many other artists that we could use as an example that I can't rock with the Bruno Mars one. And as yeah. simple as that. Yeah. So like what, like what music is Bruno allowed to make to not be considered a cultural appropriator? Because all sounds literally have been, created from black folks so like where's the cap is it because he did a new jack swing and that's really all your guys know that he's now a cultural appropriator or if he made a country album would you guys be mad even though the sounds of country have been generated by black folks and rhythm and blues and and rock and roll like if he was to make any of those sounding albums you guys are going to call him a cultural appropriator <laughs> I, I don't know like so, is he not allowed to make music at all? Yeah. Or is it? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, am I not that deep? Because when some people people be talking about stuff and making these arguments, I really be sitting there like, oh, I know I'm because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, this shit is not that serious. Like, it really, it really is not. I mean, I guess it is. Um, like, do you see who the fucking president is? Like, I, I, I mean. I get it. Like you have to protect black art, but for somebody who has always given credit and for people who he's given credit to have spoken out in defense of him. I know Teddy Riley did like, I just don't get why this still comes up like every couple months that Bruno Mars culture. And I just really think people think he just popped on the scene with this album. I I think so. And that's more confusing to me. Like, I feel like we need to at least, have a, a you know understand where he's come from he booked the super bowl before this album came out so clearly he had to be yeah. a star <laughs> like, yeah. like you don't get to go on the super bowl and he did the super bowl by himself and he came on with beyonce so you don't come on to you came on with beyonce they they came on for fucking cold play i think everyone forgets that that was the cold play show oh yeah i did forget like that. everybody's like he came on with beyonce like that was cold play show <laughs> oh, I love Coldplay too, and I you and know, everybody forgot. Cold, cold. Now, granted, he's yeah. only Bruno only has three albums, right? Yes, which is amazing, and yeah. and I think he's also one someone who's done really well curated album because I think Unorthodox Jukebox was the first time I really listened to a full album of his, and then I went back and listened to that Duop one, the first one that was one with Grenade, right? Yeah. Um, but Unorthodox Juke's Box was only like 10 songs and that was a good ass album too. He makes really good music. And uh, you know, if we are, you know, gonna be upset about anybody, I don't think it should be Bruno. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um I agree. The only thing I'm upset yeah. with him about is I can't get no fucking cheap tickets to these motherfucking concerts. Oh yeah, and that's not gonna happen. Um, and I don't understand why these like, like all these artists they tape they tape their shows and they do the videos and whatnot. Like, where are the live concert DVDs that I can just not stress about going to these concerts? Oh, I would remember pay. that from the eighties. I used to always watch yeah. this one of Bobby Brown's My Prerogative, right? 
like live concerts on like DVD and not I mean obviously not DVD no more, but I would like if Bruno put up his concert for twenty dollars on iTunes. Yeah. You think I'm like, I'm I would totally I'm do that. Cause even like people who did like the on the run too, which we'll get to that in a second. But like it's no way on earth I'm paying this kind of money to see some people nowadays. It's a lot of people yeah. like I'm I'm okay if I never see them because I'm not paying that concert money to see you. Yeah, and I, I'm at the point now that like I am like I really focus on finding new artists that I'm gonna like for a while so that I can see them on that first tour. Yeah, that makes sense because I appreciate to going to see some of these smaller groups where I can pay twenty, twenty five dollars now. My back fucking hates me because I'm standing yeah, on concrete. Time. But <laughs> but I listen, I would rather like, do that than when they try to come to, you know, the Verizon Center or whatever and try to charge two fifty. Like, who the fuck do you for, think for you are? Me. Like I I'm re- I'm re- and I'm I'm coming back to on the run now. Like I'm really flabbergasted at people, even people who die hard love Beyonce, die hard love Jay Z. Y'all are fucking crazy, okay? To pay these prices to go because I feel like on the run two was a test to the, for them to push the limit more. They don't have new music out, which I guess they could come out with something soon. I'm I'm guessing they have to like, but I don't think I could see them not, and they these people would would still go. Oh yeah, they're still gonna go. That's the thing. That's the thing I'm saying. They're pressing me because I saw that fucking VIP package that said two thousand dollars. Let me tell you, I love Robin Rihanna Fenty with all my being, but if I'm paying two thousand dollars, I need a selfie. I need you gotta meet. I better see that bitch. She better touch my cheek or something. You like, no way like you're going that's to a, that's a, I'm paying two thousand dollars to see anyone and not see them. That's a, that's a meet and greet. For like sure. that's completely. Like, and I would dr- like I would take two thousand out of my retirement account to go see Rihanna. Yeah, and there you know there there are people that are worth that to be like all right, cool. Like if I'm really a Beyonce fan, like I probably would pay that to meet Bruno Mars. Yeah, if I'm meeting them, yes. Yeah. But just to have but, some chicken wings, VIP seating, and parking, yeah. fuck you. I don't give a fuck who you like, are. I'm, like I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Um, and I, I'm, and like I'm not. Gonna- I, I'm just so floored. And the other thing too is like I appreciate the showmanship of Beyonce. Like she does a really good show. I really be laughing at the hive, thinking she's singing live. Like she's singing to pre-recorded tracks for eighty-five percent of her concert. But. <laughs> <laughs> But I saw Mrs. Carter and I saw Formation. There was not much difference between those shows. I enjoyed Formation better than Mrs. Carter, I would say. But the dance moves, I mean, the costumes were different. Her little vignettes she did between songs were different. She added a few songs, swapped some out. But for the most part, all that choreography was the same. So I literally do not understand how these people are paying hundreds of dollars more each time to see the same exact show. Yeah. I mean, like for me, like if she had, like, that's the only thing, like they have to bring something out. Like that's the only thing that makes sense because like I've seen Jay, I don't know. I've probably seen Jay almost as much as I've seen the roots. And I, so probably like seven, seven times I've seen Jay. 
in like mm-hmm. different settings, different things. Um, and I've reached my cap because like nothing really has, nothing changes. Okay. Uh, nothing changes with Jay at this point. At yeah, this like point. he's doing the same shit too, holding a microphone and rapping. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. The person I've seen the most who does the same, but I usually only see her after a new album is Jill Scott. I think I've probably seen her the most of anybody. But the last album, I didn't like it. And so I have not seen her the last two times she went out. And I love her to death. Yeah, I mean, you can't just... Uh, but I'm just not blindly yeah. giving these people my money because of, yeah, who the fuck they think they are. I don't <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, rock out with them. They have twins. I understand twins cost a lot of money. So, <laughs> them motherfuckers uh, rich. You know. Sitting there bragging a billion dollars on the elevator. She don't need my coin. Shit. Fuck you. So, I mean, the, the, the folks are going to go. Um, I just hope that they get a new show. That That's all I, you know, I hope that it's something different. I hope that it's some new music. Because it would be different. Like, Jay just went out on tour he by himself. He just did that tour. Plus, I'm like, and I think, I I don't know if I'm alone here, but if they put out a joint album, that is the corniest shit ever. Like, I am sick of this gimmick of them now. I feel like they've turned themselves into a gimmick. Yeah. And I may be, I'm I'm probably in the minority, um, but I don't think that Jay and Beyonce make good music together. (laughs) They don't. Like, their songs together haven't really been like I think the only one I really still care for is like Deja Vu and that's a long time ago yeah that's a long time but I think I would still like the song whether he was if he wasn't on it too yeah, yeah like you don't think about I, I think about the beat of that song and I'm like Me okay too. that's a feel good song but I don't think of oh Jay killed it on this song and it was like amazing connection between him and Beyonce no like this top off track that is out is terrible it's complete garbage terrible and you know i i don't know maybe, maybe this yeah i'm literally sitting here trying to think of a song they did together that i'm like oh my god yes yeah um what you got i can't really think of nothing nothing like all of them have been not good because would you have bonnie and clyde crazy in love drunk in love i love Deja Vu. Like, Drunken Love was good the first two times I heard it. And then I heard it every five minutes. And I decided I hated it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I guess I got that new Family Feud song. That sh- Oh, I hated Shining. Oh, good God. Oh, yeah. Shining was not good. Um, I guess the other only other one I could say is that one was like, "Who wants the perfect love story anyway?" Yeah, that one's okay. That one wasn't bad, but I don't know why they didn't. Um, and that was like the one that wasn't like as popular. Yeah, that's the only one I. Um, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. So I mean, maybe maybe they'll you know maybe they'll be able to get something out for this. Uh, hopefully, they bring out an album. And, um, you know, it, it's halfway decent, but I'm not going to risk my life for it. And um, I'm not going to go to the concert. Um, you know, maybe they'll put up a DVD for $20 and I'll go. I'll watch it. But that is a good point. Like if they would do stuff like that, like pay-per-view for concerts. 
Yeah. Like I used to enjoy like like NSYNC had a concert on HBO. Think I wasn't sitting right there? I was watching. Usher did the con- <laughs> Usher did the confessions on HBO. You know who was sitting right there watching? Sure was me. Like I don't understand yeah. why. Like there's a market out there. Because people are really going to get priced out of going to concerts eventually. Yeah. Like, if you're telling me that MJB, and who has an an amazing career, who I love her music, I never fucking want to see her live ever in life. Yeah. But you're telling me, like, in order to see her live, I would have to pay probably $250 minimum. Yeah, never. Absolutely not. Like, that. that's what Netflix needs to do. That that should be, instead of uh, comedy specials, they need to start paying for the concerts. concerts. That's true. Or like Apple Music. Like Apple Music posts, you know, does some concerts, but they need to get a, a you know, have a bigger, bigger category, you know, a bigger catalog of, of that stuff. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I know there's a market out there for it. Um, but somebody just has to do it. <laughs> yeah, people, people are getting priced out of these concerts, especially like the once people do their second album, it's like, no, nah, you can't afford it. You cannot afford shit. Yeah. yeah. So, one day, one day somebody will figure it out. Well, I hope so. Because I definitely did, growing up, have concerts on VHS that yeah. I would watch. And yeah. I, mean, I still have some of my... I still got concerts on DVD. Of course you do. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I would be shocked if you didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> like I said, even if I'm the only market, you know, sell me 20, you know, sell me one for 25. I'll pay for it. Well, wasn't the last, um, their last concert was on, on HBO, wasn't it? Was that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, was that, them? yeah, that was them. It was like a documentary concert type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was definitely there to watch that too. Yeah, I did watch that one there because I didn't. I had no interest. I had just seen Jay, I think, with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. So I didn't want to see him again with her. With her. Yeah. So. Well, all the best to the Carters because they're rich and I'm poor as fuck too. Exactly. Exactly. They're doing something. <laughs> right. They are clearly doing something right, and we just hate them. <laughs> Well, that's what we're going to get called anyway. Whenever you criticize the Jesus known as Beyonce, you're automatically a hater. So, But no, it was for real, though. Like, I really was cracking up. Because I don't know if you do that. But, like, y'all know I love Rihanna. And so, like, on Instagram, my Explore page, like, if I click on one video of Rihanna, if I keep scrolling down that, it'll be mixed in like those fan pages from like Nicki Minaj and the fan pages yeah. from Beyonce. And so it was this video um, from one of the Beyonce fan pages and it was talking about her growth. And so it was the same run from Crazy in Love. And they had spliced it together from a concert from like 2003 all the way up to the Formation Tour. And I was laughing. They were like, oh my God, look at this growth. And I'm like, yes, her voice has tr- grown tremendously. Yeah. But I was like, y'all know that's pre-recorded tracks. <laughs> and it's funny that we all say Beyonce can't act, which in movies she can't, but she be doing a hell of a job on them concert stages because she is singing to pre-recorded tracks. Yeah. She and she plays it out well. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. 
All right. So speaking of other losers, before we wrap up, we have to talk about this nigga OJ motherfucking Simpson. Listen, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I'm not. So, all right. So. <laughs> We, as the Orenthal James Simpson Simpson fan club, have accepted that he has done these crimes. Now, I will say, (laughs) uh, you know, I have, even with the documentary and show like two years ago, I was like, you know what? OJ probably did it, but maybe he didn't. Before that, I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, OJ ain't do that. Ride, ride, let's ride for OJ. Now, I'm like, OJ is a psychopath. That man fucking killed those people. And he killed those people. And he's probably killed other people that we have no clue about. Yes. Okay. He, okay. So for all of you who d- you did not watch the, and I didn't watch all of it, but it was the, um, if a few years, it was like in 20, 2005, yeah. he was going to do release this book called If I Did It, you know, the Nicole Ron Goldman murders. And Ron Goldman's father, who has never stopped campaigning for his son, stopped that shit. And so when the book died, this interview that OJ recorded in 06 to promote the book died with it. And so naturally, because he's out on jail, out of jail now, living his best life, white people, white people got to get his ass back in jail. And they released this, <laughs> this interview that had never seen the light of day. And I do not know what attorney, what advisors told that nigga to do this interview. But they all should lose their bars yeah. <laughs> because that was the most insane thing I had ever watched. And he at one, I will say the interviewer was incredible because she never pushed too hard. She really just let him put his foot in his mouth continuously. And at one point she gets to the, like the, the murder and she's like, so let's walk us through it. Like, if you would have done it, like, how would it have happened? And so this nigga is talking about some imaginary person named Charlie. Nobody knows who the fuck that is. But then Charlie was his friend that was assisting him with the crime. And so he's saying Charlie. And then all of a sudden he kept saying, hypothetically, if I was there. And then somewhere in the middle of this description, he starts saying, I, I dropped the glove. I had the knife. I stabbed her in the neck. Like, what? <laughs> like, do you hear yourself, nigga? <laughs> and at that moment, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I always, after, I guess because we were so young when it happened, I just remember the Bronco chase and the verdict. I didn't know any yeah. of the details. And so as it got older, when all these things came, I'm like, oh shit, this nigga really did it. Like, literally, really did it and beat the charges. Johnny Cochran yeah. is amazing. A legend. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's incredible what he did to be able to get him off. Like when you think about it, like this was a case that was like, there's no way you should ever lose this as a prosecutor. Ever. Like the DNA. The DNA, the knife, the blood in his car, the cut on yeah. his hand. 
the shoe, the shoe, not even the glove, the motherfucking shoe prints. Yeah. Jesus. I have a a rare shoe and he just gets. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. (laughs) They really let him pull off. I still consume all stories based around OJ. I, I read the story the other day, the, the first interview he did with Buffalo News. I'm re-watching the documentary now that they did on ESPN. And it's still shocking that he's one, one still alive. Mm-hmm. Like, He's like he's flourishing, and he's a true example of black don't crack. Because that nigga should have so much guilty conscience, but he still looks really good for his age. Yeah, and white women still are interested in him, which is amazing. (laughs) Amazing, it is. And and that ESPN special that OJ made in America was really good. I think they really set up the framework of like what was happening in LA at the time. How could the jurors really, you know, come back with a not guilty verdict? It was a really good special. And it really yeah. gave me insight to who he was and how he really did think he transcended race until he needed race to get him off. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like he had no choice. He had no choice but yeah. to be a black man at that point. Um but it is, and then I went back and I listened to this podcast. Sheikah has sent me a podcast that had kind of broke down. They did it a year ago, I think, after the Made in America came out. So that was two years ago now, I think. Oh, wow. And they like really just went through and walked through the crime scene as forensic people. And they went through the evidence and it was just, they were just like floored. Like they just really don't understand how the prosecutor yeah. was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly there's no way you could lose lose that case and um and they did yeah so i don't know i don't and i will say like i'll get because at first i was kind of disappointed in soledad o'brien for doing this recent special with fox yeah with the because i was like oh this is kind of like beneath you this is really like gossipy not true journalism but I think she did it in a way that gave it some credibility that it wasn't just salacious. That it yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't it added to the interview they brought in. Like I didn't know, I don't remember, you know, her friend Nicole's friend. I don't remember her very well. Mm-mm. So you know, and then you know, I always see Darden because he's like he's probably the angriest black man in America at this point in time because. He- <laughs> <laughs> he lost that case and then he has to talk about it all, all the time, time. <laughs> about how he lost the slam dunk case so um i, I thought it was well done i thought it was yeah, well done it wasn't like it, it, it didn't come off as sleazy as i thought it was gonna be yeah um so yeah if you care at all you, you know go back and check it out it was and i i am floored at how many people still think he he didn't do it. Yeah, no. I don't think you can think that. Yeah, at this yeah. point, you're really just delusional. Yeah. If there's a black like a man who got away with murdering two white people. Yeah. Why this man just never disappeared and lived a very quiet life proves that he's a so like he's psycho. 
Yeah, like he thinks he's bigger. And I mean, that was a good thing about the documentary. It shows that like you, he always thought that he was bigger than everything else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, one of the most told stories of, you know, all time, but I, I can never get tired of OJ stories. It, it, you know, they, it truly is. I can get why it was such a big case then and I can only imagine how that would have played out had social media been around oh god oh man could you imagine (laughs) that social media with OJ social media with most of the stuff that happened in the 90s is like I couldn't imagine yeah like I just couldn't even (laughs) imagine how because especially the rift, the, the the racial rift of the white people being upset and then the black people rejoicing. <laughs> like, yeah. could you see that playing out on social media? Oh man, all the all the make America great have <laughs> <laughs> lost their minds. They totally would have. Oh my god, that yeah. would have been actually great to see. And the crazy part is, like, the trial was a year. Like, it that was a, a long whole time. Year. Yeah, and the the amount of money that everyone was making off of the fact that this trial was going on, yeah, is why you can still get these stories and still make because still making money off this shit. It's it's so because it's so unbelievable. It's so unrealistic. Yeah, it's and I will say I will commend what's I can't remember Ron Goldman's father's name. Oh yeah, yeah. but um, the guy with. Yeah, Fred Goldman. He has never let up. No. He has never let up. And they said that he's trying to go after his... um, Like, he's still trying to get him to pay up the settlement from the civil suit. Yeah, because that's not paid off. And the good thing, I mean, I won't say OJ deserves this, but... I mean, he made all the money that he was getting for his pension from the NFL mm-hmm. that when he got out of jail, that pension money is something that Goldman couldn't touch. So he got a cool like three million once he got out, once he got out of jail uh... for his pension that stocked up during that period of time that he was locked up. So he yeah, he made a good amount of money. And that was money that Goldman couldn't get. So now it's like he doesn't have any streams of income, really, OJ. I mean, that we know about. Because they were saying, Uh like, since it's been mostly unpaid, that I think in the one article I read, it said that, like, the settlement was like $33 back in the 90s. But now it's doubled with all of, like, (laughs) the interest and stuff. And I'm like, they're never going to get this money. No. And they don't have any way. I mean, he doesn't have nothing to give them. I mean, because they can't touch the only money that he has. So, yeah. Sucks for them. Sucks for them. OJ. That is so crazy. OJ OJ is still winning. Somehow, some way. If that ain't the American dream. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely is. Like... Like you can freely kill two white two folk. White <laughs> Get off. 
And I'm not laughing that two white people were killed, but I'm laughing that like the absurdity of this, like this is unheard of. Like no black person on earth is going to kill one white person, let alone two and get away with it. Yeah. So. Damn. Yeah. Well. I'll keep watching. I'll keep supporting. I'm sure you will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kenny. Well, thank you for coming on. Hey, anytime, anytime. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to use that prom picture for the promo. <laughs> Throwback Thursday. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Kenny and I did not go to the prom together. We just have pictures no, at prom. We just have pictures. together. Yeah, don't want to. <laughs> don't want to cause any more rumors out here. Before anyone sends any messages, <laughs> just go ahead and clear that up. So sorry. All right, thanks, Kenny. All right, holla at you. All right, guys, that's it for episode 51 of the podcast. Thank you to the homie Kenny for dropping in on this episode um, and sharing his experience about his vasectomy. So hopefully some of you fellas listening or some of you ladies listening can convince your fellas to go that route. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or any app that you love listening to your podcast on. And don't forget to leave a review too. You might just hear it on the next episode. Follow us on social media and share the episodes with those you love and those you don't love. I don't make those audiograms and pretty images for nothing. Repost them on your Instagram. Repost them in your Insta snap. Don't worry. I love it when you share it. Have a dope ass week. Thank you for listening. Until next time.